Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market pros. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. Now, today's episode is pretty much just going to be news, but just one piece of news that really kind of irked us this week, (laughs) let's just say. Yeah, just just a little irked. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Do we do we roll the intro for one piece of news or? Yeah, let's roll the intro. I like the intro. So. <laughs> okay. Here goes the intro. This is plant based news with Cat and Dev, bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. This week, making news, light life is better than everyone else. <laughs> did, did You didn't know that already? Light life is superior to everything else on the planet? I uh, No. I mean, if they hadn't said anything, I would have had no idea. Thank, thank goodness they told us. Thank goodness. So many people would have just gone on with their lives not realizing light life is better than everybody. <laughs> and that's no way to live. No way to live at all. Exactly. <laughs> Um, So if you don't know what we're talking about, this past week, Lightlife ran an open letter in the New York Times that not so subtly called out two other um, plant-based meat companies and kind of basically just trashed them for having too many ingredients, that they're grown in a lab, that they're not natural enough, and that they want a clean break from this industry (laughs) or these companies. Yeah, they like basically pointed out that they're tired of vegan companies making a product that's as close as possible to meat at any cost. No matter like the health, no matter, I don't know, the realness of the ingredients, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they also claimed that their burger only has 11 ingredients. That's it. Not 18 or 20 because that's clearly going too far. 18 or 20 ingredients is too far. Do not look onto our blog because you do not want to see how many ingredients some of our recipes have. <laughs> but in a lot of ways, that is such a silly thing to pi- like to pinpoint because number of ingredients does not always correlate with the quality of the ingredients. And that is the point they're trying to make throughout this letter. But again, like that number doesn't matter. Yeah, the number literally means nothing. You could get to like, like when we're making like, a fried chicken recipe like the fried mushrooms like in the flour in the seasoning itself there's like eight seasonings like like i just like the number of ingredients does not mean it is healthy or not healthy mm-hmm. and i mean they go on to say that their ingredients are clean and that you can pronounce them all which i mean is fair there are there's you know there are times when you want to be like you know what i should probably be able to pronounce the ingredients that are in my food otherwise i don't really know what i'm eating but that doesn't always need to be the case especially with something like a burger yeah but also like there are a lot of foods that are very natural foods that i don't know how to pronounce their names so (laughs) like i mean like like it's a sigh pronounced a sigh like it there was an acai bowl like i don't know but that supposedly is a healthy food and no one knows how to pronounce it, so. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And then, I mean, usually when I get to an ingredient list where I can no longer pronounce the words, I just stop reading. 
because you know what? <laughs> it's fine. I think the more important thing than knowing how to pronounce the words is knowing what the words mean, what the food is particularly. Like you don't need to know how to pronounce insert ingredient here, but as long as you know what that is and you're okay with putting that in your body, that's the most important thing. I mean, to be fair, I don't. If I can't pronounce it, I probably also don't know what it is. <laughs> but I've made peace with that. Yeah. Um, um, but, but yeah, it's. I think we were talking about this before. And the whole thing kind of feels like what the meat industry typically does to like vegan meat products. And talking about that, it's not a real thing. It's not natural. There's so many ingredients. It's made in a lab and all this stuff. And you don't expect to see it from another vegan company. No. It's it's so strange to see. And also like it also has weird like wellness and like diet culture references in there, like the whole clean ingredients, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Like I just like it's so it's the last thing I ever expected from a vegan company. Yeah, especially like I really liked Light Life. I thought they had a really good thing going so far, and I don't know if it's because they got bought by Maple Leaf Foods. And that's why they're acting like a meat company now. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, it's 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 very weird. You can you can only help but like cuz like Beyond Meat and Impossible are both individually owned right now. Like they're not owned by any other company. Mm-hmm. So you can't help but like wonder if the fact that they're owned by Maple Leaf Foods and companies that are very much known for producing meat is one of the reasons that their marketing tactics have changed a little bit and like I'm trying to wonder like I'm trying like we're both in the marketing field essentially and I'm trying to like put my brain in that boardroom of when they're coming up with new marketing ideas like who the people they were trying to target were like I can't I can't tell who the target market of this ad campaign was because it wouldn't be meat eaters. It wouldn't be like junk food vegans. So it's basically just like very health focused vegans, right? I guess. But I, I also feel like people who are like super focused on their health are probably not going to eat a burger like that anyways. They'll eat like a bean burger or something like that. Like, I don't know. It just feels like they've missed almost every <laughs> group of person. Yeah, it's also kind of like, like, read the room. Veganism already has so many I don't know, so many issues with being polarizing in some ways. Mm-hmm. And to see that coming from like one of the bigger plant-based protein companies, it's just going to trickle down and cause more of that polarization, right? Yeah. I have a feeling that the, actually, the, I feel like the point of the campaign was to reach non-vegans only because you do hear a lot of non-vegans talk about how like w- how processed a beyond burger is and how all this and they'd rather their beef burger because it's more pure and it's got like just one ingredient beef which you know not true Mm -hmm. but (laughs) um i think i think that was their mindset of like let's go for the non-vegans those people who are afraid to eat a vegan burger because they think it's so highly processed and what's the point of eating it if it's not healthier than the original what there's no point i may as well just eat like a beef burger at that point and all that kind of stuff so i have a feeling that was their goal was to go after the like that non-vegan that's kind of on the fence of they kind of want to eat a little healthier they want to like dabble into vegan foods but they're also not too sure about this quote unquote hyper processed which i hate that word mm-hmm. hyper processed foods I, if it's processed it's processed like i don't think you can hyper process something but <laughs> <laughs> um, like i don't know like that's what I, I have a feeling that's what the goal was but i don't 
know if it accomplished that. Like, I haven't seen good reactions to this campaign yet. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, like, I haven't talked to any non-vegans about this campaign and how it made them feel. So I would be curious to hear what their thoughts would be on it. Because you're right, that is a very common thing that non-vegans will say, well, your food is processed anyways. And I mean, a lot of times that's coming from non-vegans who don't actually understand what happens to their food. Yeah. (laughs) Which is equally as frustrating to deal with. Mm -hmm. But again, like, you don't need to tear other companies down just to reach that market like i get wanting to build a campaign on this is a less processed product there's nothing wrong with saying that but doing it in a way that belittles other companies that make their food in a different way why that's not going to make non-vegans more likely yeah i feel like they've inadvertently like Like, if someone who, like, we both enjoy Beyond Meat, but, like, someone who is, like, more sensitive to, like, the diet culture aspect and all this kind of stuff, like, imagine seeing that and being like, oh, my God, I eat unhealthy. Like, you just, like, like, I feel like it hurts a lot of individuals and not just companies and they didn't realize that or take that into consideration that, like, they're adding to a very toxic food industry as it is. (laughs) Like, But, like, I still just, like, there's so few vegan meat companies out there that are doing really well and that people are like non-vegans are willing to try and they're excited about why are you tearing down if you're if you like you say in this open letter that we have a common goal to like have meat alternatives with less cruelty and a greener planet and all that kind of stuff but like why are you setting your sights on the companies that are trying to meet that goal then like I just don't understand Like you can produce, like you said, you can produce a campaign that highlights the simplicity of your ingredients and the less processedness of your ingredients without tearing other companies down and what they're doing. Yeah. And I mean, in some ways, this is also like very interesting timing. Like I know they're talking specifically about burgers, but they've also just like recently launched plant-based fried chicken across Canada, which isn't, you know, super healthy thing. (laughs) I mean, it's fried chicken and it's like processed food, so. Exactly. Um, And I am really enjoying that and I really want them to succeed because they are bringing these products, especially in Canada, to restaurants that we don't have as many options, right? Mm -hmm. So I, like, it hurt to see them do this because I I don't want them to fail because of it. But at the same time, like, they kind of did it to themselves. Yeah, like, it's one of those things, too, that I'm like, I almost don't, like, I want to support vegan businesses creating really awesome products but at the same time I don't want to support one that's willing to tear other people down to become number one in their eyes like that's their ultimate goal any business's goal is to be the top of whatever industry they're in Mm -hmm. so like I just like like there's no way light life is struggling they have their burgers and harvey's across Canada they have their chicken and KFC across Canada like light life and I like their products. I think their products that are like people like a lot. Their burgers are good. I've had them at Harvey's. They're delicious. Like it just like it seemed like such an odd way to go about trying to gain more customers or respect for their product, whatever they were looking for. Yeah. Did you see any positive um, reactions to this ad, like from vegans or anybody? 
I saw some in their social comments. Like I was reading, um, cause they posted on Instagram. So I was mm-hmm. reading the comments. Most of them were negative, basically being like, this is very divisive. Like, I don't know. Like, why are you doing this? Who did you think this was for? And then I saw a couple where they were like, yes, I'm here for cleaner products and all this kind of stuff. Like very simple comments. I didn't know if they're vegan or not. Mm-hmm. I assume they're vegan. I don't know. Um, but it's people that are just basically like, yes, we don't need processed foods, blah, 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 this stuff. But, you know, light life is still processed. So yeah. I don't like I, this part confuses me so much. Like the people who are like, yes, less processed foods. It's like you're still eating a processed food. I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. And accepting that it's less processed and that's a good thing is different from accepting the way they've gone about sharing yeah. that information and showcasing their product. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very happy that like like cuz I like like again, the product's really good. Yeah. I'm like it's awesome that they've been able to do that in a less processed way if that's true compared to Beyond Meat and Impossible. But at the same time, like you can celebrate that without being like this is bad and this is good. Like it's such a again, a diet culture thing of just like assigning this food is bad, don't eat it. This food is better for you, eat it. Mhm. And just again, like superiority in veganism can be so too common sometimes. It's, and this speaks way too much to it. Oh, yeah. It's such a trend in veganism. People like to think they're better than other people or products like to think they're better than other products or whatever it is. Yeah. And then did you see any um, reactions from Beyond or Impossible about the campaign? Yeah. So they actually put out quotes. I have them here. Um, so where is it? So Beyond Meat um, said, if Light Life were clear on our ingredients, they would see that our food is made with simple plant-based ingredients with no GMOs, no synthetic additives, no carcinogens, no hormones, no antibiotics, no cholesterol. Our foods are designed to have the same taste and texture as animal-based meat, giving more customers more options that are better for them and the planet. So that was Beyond Meat, um, which I think is like a very good response to it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And all... I would want all my food to not have any of those things that they said their food also doesn't have, right? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, and a lot of those things that they mentioned are common in non-vegan foods too, right? Yeah. And then Impossible Foods actually put out a Medium article um, in response to Light Life. So the beginning basically says, Impossible Foods was targeted today by Light Life, a division of the Canadian meat industry giant Maple Leaf Foods, in a disingenuous, desperate disinformation campaign attempting to cast doubt on the integrity of our product. Um, the campaign leans on spurious arguments typically used by the meat industry, um, attack Impossible's products not based on their indisputable quality, nutrition, wholesomeness, or deliciousness, but based on the number of ingredients. A logic-defying concept with zero relevance to health or product quality intended to distract consumers from the obvious inferiority of white life and Maple Leafs products. Oh, man. That's, that's dark. That's, like, intense. Like so That one line, logic-defying. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> As I said, in a nutshell, Light Life's campaign is highly misleading. The number of ingredients in a product, whether 11 or 18, is irrelevant. What matters is the quality and nutritional value of the product. Uh, two, a desperate attempt to cast doubt on a company and products against which it can't compete on quality or value. Man, they're coming after Light Life. And mm-hmm. three, financed by one of the largest animal agriculture companies in North America. Um, and then basically it goes into what Impossible stands for, what they do, their product, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it talks about the meat industry as well. 
but there's a whole like we can i'll attach we'll attach it in the show Mm -hmm. notes as well if people want to read it but yeah they did a whole medium article about it and like they raise a lot of good points and the other one that i can't stop thinking about is the fact that like it's no secret to anybody that impossible and beyond are you know dominating the market right now yeah you you got that's a pretty bold move to go do what uh light life did and trash talk to major (laughs) companies like that when you're still trying to grow your presence yeah like that that's the thing right like beyond and impossible have such this this huge dedicated following because the products are delicious again we've never had impossible so we can't speak to the products itself but we hear they're delicious (laughs) (laughs) um but like they create such delicious products that are winning over non-vegans as well they're like winning over the whole food industry essentially like fast foods getting on board lots of places are getting on board restaurants now have them grocery stores carry them there's so many places so you're going after these two giants it's like to me it's like a small like a single store fast food company going after mcdonald's Mm -hmm. like like i was like why like they have like why would you do that like mcdonald's has such a dedicated following you're not gonna get sympathy like and also like i have a like i feel like they're not really saying anything that's like revolutionary like if people don't want processed foods they already know beyond meat is a processed food and they're probably not eating it already like you're not teaching anybody anything new that there's processed foods what you're doing is just making your thing sound misleadingly better in my opinion because just because there's like seven less ingredients Mm -hmm. and just anytime a company or a person chooses to belittle somebody else it just like screams insecurity yeah like you shouldn't have to tear somebody else down to really show how good your product is exactly light life has earned confidence in their product but this ad that they just ran does not speak to that at all yeah no it's it will be interesting because it was pretty recent so it was a few days ago Mm -hmm. so it will be interesting to see how the industry responds to it if they see a hit in anything like that like because there were quite a few people that were talking about how this makes them not want to buy any of your products anymore and all that kind of stuff so i'm curious if they do see a hit to their bottom line a little bit after at least for the first like little bit before eventually i think people will get over it Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it'll be interesting to like will you stop buying light life products at all because like they're kfc like we literally just had kfc (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh honestly i'm really torn like right now i'm very disappointed in them and it makes me not want to buy their products um but you know if something changes in the next few weeks and they apologize yeah. or try to make good on what they've done like i still i there's so few options that i want to be able to support them but it just it really doesn't sit well so yeah. right now i don't know what to do which means i probably won't buy any until i figure that out <laughs> yeah i i I wish they had took, taken a different approach to like an approach of like, I don't know, let's work with Beyond Meat and Impossible and figure out a campaign you can all do together that promotes vegan food. Because like there's three major vegan burgers out there. It's Beyond Impossible and Light Life. Those are like the three major ones right now. Like that is so few in the context of food industry you don't like there is enough for you all to make a profit 
You don't need to be competing against each other when there's only three of you. (laughs) Exactly. It feels like they kind of forgot that they're all supposed to be on the same team. Right? Like, this is the, it's the whole idea of, like, cooperation versus competition, competition, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, work with each other and prop up the vegan food industry rather than tearing down other vegan food companies that you say have the same goal as you. Yeah, like at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. More people will be eating plant-based. And there's lots of different people out there, so we need lots of different products. So don't bring down another product because your product will work for one person and their product will work for different people. But we need all of those products and all those people to, you know, start making a difference. Yeah, like it's like, like there are so many chip companies out there. They're not like, like there are different chips everybody likes or there's so many, I don't even know. (laughs) crackers or something or ice cream like there are so many like there's billions of people in this world there is enough room for all three of you (laughs) yeah seriously we're just getting started right like it just like it blows my mind and I feel like like if anything light life like if you feel like your product isn't getting the attention it deserves I don't know maybe improve the product or figure out like people you can partner with to like bring attention to it like chefs that you can partner with or restaurants you can partner with like I know that like I it it probably would feel daunting going against like an impossible or a beyond meat because they're like giants in this industry right now and like everybody likes their product but it's not impossible to go against giants in the food industry like Netflix at one point was a small company that took down a whole industry like yeah, and also last year, Light Life did a series of campaigns with Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell, and I thought those were so good and so much on the right track and a pretty significant partnership for them to get to. Yeah. And so I wish they had, like, kept doing that kind of stuff because that also, like, really spoke to their product and the audience that they can get, I think. Yeah. Yeah, It it's... It will be curious to see what their next move is here. Like, they're still running this campaign. Like, I'd see it on social still. They're still, like, popping up places. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what their next move is, if they're, like, really sticking to it and going with their gut instinct of this campaign, which is still so, like, weird to me. <laughs> like, it's just such a bad PR move in my eyes. <laughs> like, Seriously. I just don't understand. Um so it will be curious to see what their next move is. <laughs> yeah, and I think anytime something like this happens with any company, it kind of um, sets off alarms in your head as a consumer. And you're like, oh, I should probably pay better attention to what I'm consuming and the companies be- behind those products, right? Because yeah. if you didn't, if you also didn't know that Light Life was owned by Maple Leaf Foods, well, that might change your thoughts about Light Life altogether, but it also kind of, you understand why that might have happened but i mean there's lots of other companies too where you find out that maybe the way they make their products aren't ethical and stuff like that and then you have to figure out well how much do i like this product (sighs) or you know do my morals stand yeah um because i saw something yesterday about um the brand oatly oh yeah i saw that too i was gonna mention it as well okay so the story is that Oatly received a $200 million equity investment led by the investment firm, the Blackstone Group. 
and they are one of the largest corporate residential landlords, and they've contributed to the global housing crisis. They shrink the viability of affordable housing in neighborhoods worldwide and push low- and middle-income tenants out of their homes with inflated rents and heavy fees for basic repairs. They're one of the two firms responsible for deforestation and destruction that has led to Amazon wildfires, all to support the construction of a shipping terminal and a highway through the effing jungle to bring grain and soybean exports to a worldwide shipping port. So the question asked is, will you keep buying Oatly knowing that they, they're being funded by a company like this? It's, it's that whole like ethical dilemma of this one's, I think, different. But like when yeah. a meat company buys a vegan company, um, do people choose to keep buying it? I think this one is drastically different because it's... Yeah. I don't I don't know it's I think it's hard to explain why it's different because this one is so like I think this one is so blatantly against like I am trying to think of the right word human rights and like I don't know yeah it's just like the fact that they're literally part of the problem of affordable housing and the fact that people are being evicted from their homes like that just doesn't sit right exactly like we can agree to disagree on meat versus don't eat meat we understand that you know some people are never going to agree on that but i think everybody should agree on the fact that everyone afford everyone deserves a home and affordable housing yeah no no matter who you are you deserve to have a roof over your head and you deserve to be comfortable and not feel like you could be evicted at any moment because you don't have enough money to pay rents shooting through the roof like Again, I don't really buy Oatly products because there's not a lot of them in Canada anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's, this one's I think, very different than all those other cases of, like, do you buy it or do you not based on the companies that own it. This one feels like a very, like, it's hard to support them now. Yeah, because, it, again, it goes so much further beyond veganism, right? Yeah. It's just, like you said, it's just a human human rights issue. And I know, like, one of the things that, um, Laura mentioned because we're referencing first mess um, on Instagram. She posted about this, so that's how we know about this story. But one of the things that she mentioned after she shared those articles was the idea that it's also a privilege to be able to say, "I'm going to not buy this product anymore because I can afford to get other products." And you know, we definitely recognize that too. That's always an ongoing struggle with wanting to be a conscious consumer, but also living within your means. Yeah. Um, and I do think she actually got a lot of backlash for posting this, yeah. uh, basically saying it like it hurts the movement, which I still I hate that reason for speaking out on things of like it hurts the vegan movement. Like that's not the only movement that matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm also kind of curious, like how this investment came to be. Like it seems like these two companies don't have much in common. Yeah, it's it's one of those things of like so it's that that hard place when you're in a business when Oatly obviously wants money to be able to expand its operations but at the same time the company that's willing to give it to you at this moment is a company that's not so great and like it's that whole like balancing of act do you like would you rather their money go towards like a vegan product that's trying to be less cruel and all that kind of stuff or their money go elsewhere but I also like think that's like I don't know it's it's a hard from a business standpoint like when you're making that decision I feel like this like this one is just crosses the line too much of like 
they're literally like ruining people's lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's people that are not going to be able to recover from the things that they've done. And, and like, it hurts so many people and it hurts so many disproportionately affected people in other areas of life too. That like, I just like, I don't know how as Oatly, like whoever owns Oatly and whoever is the final decision was with Oatly, how you can morally make the decision to take that money when you already have, again, a decent following and like people who support you. And you could probably find maybe not $200 million from one person, but like other investments from other people. Yeah. And like, given the fact that, you know, especially in the States, they're all of us were going through a huge economic downfall because of the pandemic, right? So, and housing is going to be a huge um, impact to that. Like, it's going to be a symptom of that. So, knowing that the company that just invested in you is contributing to something that is already being escalated by a global pandemic, I think people are super sensitive to things like that right now, as they should have always been. But right now, we're all paying more attention. So it makes even less sense right now. But then again, we also say, you know, it's an economic downfall. So maybe you got to take what you can get because you don't know when you're going to get something else again. I don't know. Yep. It's, it's very uh, interesting right now. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, again, I, won't be buying Oatly products, not necessarily because of this. I just don't buy Oatly products to begin with. They're not really here. I bought it once before. I didn't really like the milk anyways. So, <laughs> um, I also probably like, even if I did like it, I probably would choose not to buy it now because this one just feels so wrong to me. Um, yeah. But like, I, again, I'm curious to see what the reaction is from people. Um, after all this comes out yeah like how many people um feel strongly enough about that to actually stop buying the product or not yeah or like if the company says anything about that i searched oatly on google just to see if like anything new had come out and nothing new was there so i don't think they've said anything about it i would not want to be on the pr team of oatly right now (laughs) yeah exactly PR or I'm actually I'm gonna go to their socials I want to see if it's like spilled over oh someone commented leave the rainforest alone okay here so they responded to that comment saying leave the rainforest alone they responded uh hi Emma while we don't support the destruction of the rainforest we're still the same value-based company and what all of our owners have in common is their belief and support in our plant-based mission by choosing to partner with the leading player in private equity we're choosing to make improvements in the current system we live live in by steering global capital towards sustainability we hope this will pave the way for the rest of the finance community to see the sustainable investments are the way forward all the best Oatly interesting so there are quite a f- not like tons, but there are some comments about it in their recent posts. So they are getting some backlash because um, someone else commented, imagine throwing ethics out the window and taking Blackstone money, LMAO. <laughs> and then <laughs> their response was, if you have any questions regarding our investors, please let us know. All the best, Oatly. <laughs> okay. O- okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's basically saying that um, they want to lead the way in taking financial money and putting it in sustainable practices. That's basically what their response is to anybody who says that, like. That's like the uh, one thing they're using to justify this investment. Yeah. 
I mean, that's a solid point, but that's not enough. Right? Um, so, like, another response was, so someone says, selling your soul to Blacks- Blackstone um, won't be buying your products anymore. Blackstone, I could maybe someday somehow understand if there was actual proof that they are changing their shitty habits. Um so they said, sorry you feel this way. We haven't sold our soul to anyone. We're still Oatly and our focus remains on our own actions and what's within our control. How to best utilize our investors' support to grow expand our grow to grow and expand our impact and create a more sustainable food system. We also think that global capital needs to go green and it happens this way, one small step at a time. It's also good to remember that now a major capital stream that would have gone to another commercial opportunity gets instead invested into sustainability. So they're basically saying, like, if they didn't invest in us, they would have invested in something horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wonder how difficult this decision was for the company, like how much backlash they thought they were going to get and how much that weighed on their decision. Yeah. Like that is like, I'm curious about um, like, I hope, even though they took the offer and all that kind of stuff and took the investment, whatever it was, I do hope it was at least a hard decision for them to make and that they like grappled with it for a long time and were like, oh my God, they are ruining rainforests and people's lives, but they're offering us $200 million. (laughs) Like, like, like to me, when you like literally spell it out like that, they traded the rainforest and people's home instability for $200 million. Yep. Like that's what it feels like. <laughs> they yeah. put a nu- they put a number to people's financial stability and people's having a roof over their head. And I also think like when you realize a company like this has is now linked to such a terrible other company, your mind starts to think of all the other products that, you know, they also probably have a tarnished history yeah. or tarnished money in some way. And it can be a little bit exhausting to become, like, such a conscious consumer. It, it's it's a lot of research to become a conscious consumer because there's so much that we don't know that's going on behind the doors, right? And exactly. you have to kind of figure out where your lines are because there's almost never going to be a perfect company in everybody's eyes, right? The, a, mm-hmm. One company that's ethically perfect. So you kind of have to figure out where your lines are and, like, where you're like, okay, this one is okay for now as long as we hope they're moving in the right direction. Um, but this company, like, I literally can't support this company right now with what they're doing. Like us with, like, we're trying not to support Amazon because mm-hmm. they have shown no examples or no progress uh, that they're willing to change their ways. So, like, it's like finding those lines of what you're willing to support still because they look like they might be trying to get there because, again it's really hard to be sustainable right from the get-go. Um, mm-hmm. But like also where those lines are, this company I just can't support now because they don't even look like they're trying to move in a more sustainable direction. Yeah. And again, it's sometimes it's your uh, privilege to make those decisions. So you make those mm-hmm. decisions within your means and figure out what you can afford um, to kind of, leave on the shelf and what you can't just because you don't have access to as many options and that's okay um if you're feeling bad about it you make up for it in other ways too right it as much as our dollars say a lot about how we feel about the world there's always other ways too so i know it can Mm -hmm. be difficult when you feel like your only option is to buy the crappy product but 
it's not. So I don't want people yeah. who don't have access to the better, you know, quality companies to feel yeah. bad about themselves because we're all just doing the best we can. Yeah. And please don't like shame people for having to buy products that you don't deem ethical enough. Yeah. Because you never know what situations people are in in their personal lives. So and what they have access to and the resources they have and all that kind of stuff. Like like we said with Amazon, like we're actively trying not to purchase from Amazon, but like not having to pay shipping on some items like is a big cost saving thing for some people that don't have those extra like ten dollars in shipping to spare so um yeah so don't like you have no idea what's going on with people don't shame people for the decisions they make Mm -hmm. we're all just trying our best yeah yeah we just hope that maybe more companies will try to yes that's the thing it's uh, that's the thing where it's like it it feels so hopeless sometimes is that like yes like individuals can do a lot but there's also it's up to the companies to make the change ultimately right like you can put your money in certain places but like amazon is still thriving even though people do want to be more ethical and more conscious of where their money's going to but it's still thriving because it's still the cheapest option and all this stuff and and we're still not we don't have an equitable pay distribution like there's so much that adds to all of this horribleness around the world yeah really and the bigger the company is too the more you can feel kind of hopeless to making a difference when it comes to buying or not buying from them right yeah oh what a that was a little bit (laughs) what a depressing episode oh man so wait i actually didn't ask you uh I again I don't think you've ever bought Oakley products anyways but would you buy an Oakley product Oatly product after this probably not like again I wasn't super motivated to in the beginning and now that I know they don't have the best money behind them there's really even less motivation to so yeah I'm perfectly happy to not yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I mean you already don't like oat stuff so you're here for this yeah, boycott Oatly. <laughs> no, no, you just want to boycott all oat milk because it's just yeah. not working for you. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I have, I mean, I've never, tr- I've only tried their oat milk. I haven't tried anything else of theirs, but oats are not for me, guys. <laughs> At least not in that form. No, not in that form. I like oatmeal. I can go for some cookies. <laughs> we just came out with uh, oat, uh, chocolate oat muffins. Those yeah, are really. <laughs> <laughs> I like oats and a lot of things, just not as my milk. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> that's going to be it for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes. If you want to check out our vegan recipes, they are at twomarketgirls.com. And we are also Two Market Girls everywhere on YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us. You can reach out to us if you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode. DM us or you can send us an email at twomarketgirls at gmail.com. And that's it. Um, Everyone just do your best. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just just do your best. Be nice to people. Remember, there's lots of things going on in people's lives that you can't see. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) 